What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 202 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Collin Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are inching closer and closer to the December pay-per-view known as Turning Point. And we already know at least three matches that I can remember off the top of my head. Actually, I think there's four. There is the uh, AJ Styles Samoa Joe X Division Championship. Is on the line, as you'll remember. Samoa Joe broke the X Division code. I mean, he just dismantled Christopher Daniels and left him a bloody pulp. And now he has a towel that reminds us of Daniels' blood. There's also a barbed wire match. Now we, I don't know if it's no ropes or there's going to be barbed wire wrapped around the ropes, but regardless, there will be barbed wire involved between Abyss and Sabu. Mm-hmm. And if I'm remembering correctly, on this third one. The tag team champions AMW defending against Team 3D. I believe that was announced. Uh, yes, but they it's it's non-title. It's still non-title tables match, right? It's a non-titles table match, okay. as far so as then, we know right now. Right. So as of right now, okay. So I non-title tables match, and then I mean what I would assume to be the main event, the NWA World Champion, the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. On an episode where they kind of were teasing, maybe it's a big announcement, and Sabisco backstage just goes, it's Rhino. Oh, my God, dude. The trilogy, Bound for Glory, the Spike TV uh, primetime debut, two-hour, and now Turning Point. That's the core four from what I'm gathering, and I'm sure that Captain Charisma, Christian Cage, will also be on the show, but I don't know who he's going to wrestle yet. Well, I think we have a pretty good idea, Bob, because if you remember correctly. I do remember correctly. At the end of our last episode, it was a a pretty freaking awesome ending, dude. Um, Because Christian was cutting a promo. He was talking for the first time. Maybe it was the second. I don't honestly remember. I think he he talked at uh, Genesis. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he talked for the first time on Impact, right? Or, or also maybe the second still. I honestly cannot remember. Was he on the episode after Genesis? He had to have been, right? Yeah, I think he was on the episode after Genesis. Jesus. Yeah, because he got laid out by Monty Brown. Okay, so I'm looking at the wrong notes because that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Okay, so that was the one after Genesis. So Monty Brown laid him out. Yeah. Oh, you know why? Because I didn't, I didn't scroll that all the way. Um, so anyways, that's what I was referencing. And I was getting very confused on what he's been doing. But yes, yeah, so that's that's what just happened. Yeah. Which is pretty so I think we have a pretty good idea of what he's doing um, yeah. at Turning Point. So if you ask me, dude, if you said right now, those are the matches that you know are happening, are you going to buy that show and watch it? Yep. 
Yeah, and what's crazy uh, though? Sure am. <laughs> what's crazy though is that of all the matches, I would say the main event, or what is it like with the main event, is the least interesting match of the group. Correct. So, yeah. and usually they're like, "Oh, the main event's what draws everybody in." Or this well, and you got to think. It's like, no. We saw that match what twice now. So now it's the third time we're seeing Jarrett Rhino. So, man. I mean, if you look at it like that, eh. Yeah, and I mean, they're not really promoting it as the, the third third of the trilogy. You know, no, and I feel like they should. I feel but, like just from a booking standpoint, yeah, like you, you would do that. I guess maybe they're not because it's literally been so close together. Maybe it's not seeming like it should be a big deal. Whereas, like, right now, if we did a third Daniels versus AJ Styles Iron Man match, <laughs> they'd be promoting the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. so, so the first, so Jared and Rhino's first match was Bountiful, which is October, and then they had one like two weeks later. Right, that's so what I mean. This trilogy is basically in the span of like not even eight weeks. Correct. I think something like that, maybe around eight weeks. And and the thing that's interesting is because the first meeting, I mean, Rhino wrestled what two matches? He won the Battle Royal and then went right into the main main event with Jarrett. So you could and argue he had the Monsters Ball too. Yep, the Monsters Ball. So you could argue that it wasn't like a true match. I mean, even though he won, right? So he kind of conquered everything to win. And then Rhino gets screwed out of the title. I think it was less than two weeks, even technically, um, after. And then now, now this is going to be the first time where I feel like it's like, okay, this could be a clean match between the two. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it has something there, but they're not promoting it as such. So, yes, I agree. It's definitely probably the least exciting out of the bunch that we have. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I mean, people can say, well, you know, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles have wrestled or whatever. That was a few months ago. And let's just face it, their skill levels are drastically superior than uh, Jared and Rhino. Well, yeah, let's be real. That match is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Again. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I know that heading into this week's episode, the December 3rd um, Impact, we do know that the uh, Clockwork Orange House of Fun right. is making its uh, television debut where uh, Raven will be uh, squaring off. Yeah, Zabisco, Zabisco has something up his sleeve. We don't know what it is. That's kind of the whole deal here is that Zabisco is making Raven's life hell. Unless Raven signs the contract to essentially release him from his contract, and then he would be gone from TNA Wrestling. Uh, so it's been an interesting series so far. Yeah, and this kind of blows my mind that <clears throat> the end game for this, I would have to think, is Raven against Sabisco. I'd have to assume. I and mean, I would have to think it's going to be at lockdown in a gauge. Because they're all in gauges. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be, right? That's what, April? Like, that's April? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And I think it could. I think it could easily go on that long. Especially if at some point you just suspend Raven for a couple of weeks and then just like, then you can really push it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's some potential there. Um, I'm remembering what happened at the end of Impact last week, but let's, uh, let me run down the card real quick of what, what we saw. And then we'll talk briefly about the ending. Um, and then we'll get into some notes today. Um, and actually, I think Dave has some stuff too. He kind of runs down the whole show. So actually, you know, I'm just going to read Dave Meltzer's notes. And if I miss a match, we'll reverse and we'll we'll cover the match. Um, And actually, he doesn't cover the first match. So Monty Brown defeated Helvis in 35 seconds. 
So just so you know, that happened because uh, he does not mention that. <laughs> uh, he says it was another show that just felt like they were, uh, they were cramming way too much into too little time. He says, I really hope this group gets 90 minutes because these segments, uh, uh, they rush in and out. They don't have much impact that they need to have. Uh, we saw this four live crew uh, deal happen. Got over strong. Crowd loved it. It's short. It's short lived uh, as it's as it at least at first was planning on being. So it's supposed to be not obviously not a very long thing, but it's getting over well already. Um, they also aired a clip of a doctor saying that Christopher Daniels has a concussion and won't be cleared to wrestle until the symptoms are gone. He says, "I think uh, more care needs to be done to at least allow you to take it seriously." Enough of the audience knows Daniels is working indies every weekend, which Bob, of course, tells us uh, every week. Now, he says it's a tough deal, and the funny thing is, I don't mind them announcing he's in, he's injured for storyline, but when they go to the extent of bringing out a doctor, it shouldn't be something so bogus. Plus, they rushed in and out of it so fast, so it like was a very quick segment. Which, actually, I was reading this, and I do agree. Like, that segment was like, oh, shit, there's a doctor. Oh, damn, this is her. Oh, okay, he's gone. Like, it was it was very quick. Yeah, but this is where, like, my point of, uh, you know, different universes is, I like, know. weird. Because, <clears throat> like, yeah, in TNA, he's, like, dead. But in Ring of Honor, he's perfectly healthy. Because right. the way I look at it is, it's a character. He's not real. Yeah, he's not that's a real, true. you know, fighter. You know, he's true. You know, just a, he's a fictionalized character. himself. Yeah. But I can see how a lot of people don't think that way. No, I can understand that. Um, AJ Styles defeated Chris Saban in 10 minutes, 28 seconds, and he notes that it was a good match. He'd say it was too short, but given the rest of the show, it got as much time as it was going to get. Um, eventually, Samoa Joe came out to watch with that bloody towel with Daniel's blood on it. Uh, Christian Cage was doing a promo. Uh, then interrupted by Gal Kim and AMW. And Dave lets us know how he feels that Gal Kim is a very attractive woman. And I write this every week, he says, <laughs> but it stood out again in this segment. She doesn't deliver lines well and just isn't convincing. Uh, he says, I thought WWE made a bad move getting rid of her because she worked hard in the ring. And it saved us from having non-wrestlers in women's matches every week. But here, when they don't have time for women's matches, the rest of her character isn't strong. I don't know. I think she, I think she's doing fine, personally. Like I don't have any issues with it. Who is this for? Gail Kim. She hasn't really said anything in TNA. She's done. She's done like a couple. She did in this segment, and then there was like one backstage, I think, where she like talked. But it's yeah, been but very I mean, it's low. Not, it was, certainly wasn't solo. I, I think it's fine. I think he's overcritical sometimes. I think this is a really great case. The backstage. Yeah. See, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he doesn't bring this one up either, but uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Abyss in four minutes and five seconds as well. He what do you mean he doesn't bring it up? He doesn't say it in his notes here. So he's missing two matches? Yeah, he did. Because this is just like he starts at like a few notes from the TV show on the 26th. And he just so he just like writes. Notes. I mean, uh, so full transparency here. When I go through these observer notes the week before. It already has the full spoiler listing. Like, it has the matches. I don't look at that. So this, in this Observer, he has notes that kind of relate to what he saw on TV. Okay. So he does mention it at some point. We, I just skip over that because I try not to spoil the shows for myself before I watch them if I can. Right, right, right. Um, so 
kind of bouncing off of the Gal Kim situation, uh, he notes that James Storm is a heel is showing more and more every week, but it was another rush segment. Uh, he said they did a very good Rhino piece talking about him growing up, but again, too rushed. I disagree with that. I thought that Rhino segment was fine, but whatever. Uh, and finally, in the main event, we saw Jeff Jarrett defeat Kip James, and he, yes, he had his four life crew members ringside in six minutes, 13 seconds. Um, it ended when Jarrett survived the Famouser, um, and then with the ref distracted by none other than the debuting Jackie Gata going after Gal Kim. Bobby Roode hit James with a hockey stick, and Jarrett used the stroke. Now Jarrett has Gal Kim and Jackie Gata fighting over him. He says, oh boy. <laughs> he says, oh, and the new 4 Life crew deal has BG doing the, of course, the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages speech ending with Kip saying, if you're not down with that, I got four words for you. I'm Kip James, bitch. Which, yeah, okay, great. Um, and there was one final note that kind of relates to this, and he he mentions that the whole Jackie Gata uh, thing was supposed to be a bigger angle um, than it kind of came off to be. Um, Gata is uh, having some form of a major storyline role here, and this may have to do because Gal Kim uh, is going to be unavailable for the next month because she is going to be filming a movie. So they brought in Jackie Gata, I guess, to take her spot while she's filming the movie. Hmm. I don't know. I'm really interested. I, I'm more interested hearing that than I am watching the TV and like saw what happened. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, that's. That's weird. Yeah, yeah so like, are they, is, is this going to be presented as if he's some kind of like desirable man? I feel like that's sort of what's happening, right? Because I absolutely... Or does he have two girlfriends? Not. No way. That's not going to be like, hey, they're they're, you know, doing a thruple. Like a, no I way. don't know. Well, I'm, no, no, not like that. I'm sorry. I meant like, like Gal Kim's his, his main. And then Jackie found out, but he, Jackie's like the side girl. Or, you know what I sort of think they're going to maybe do? Jackie's his wife. And, oh my god! And you know why I think that? Because they're both blonde. <laughs> There's no way they're gonna be like, "Oh, Jackie Gata and Jeff Jarrett are married." I don't know. That might when be his wife. Jackie Gata is known to be married to Charlie Haas. It's not in this universe. She's not the universe. Yeah. yeah see, see. Yeah. It'll you be super awkward. Know. You know, a couple years from now when uh, Jeff's real wife has medical situations, and they'll be like, "Oh, by the way, this is Jeff Jarrett's wife of 15 years." Dallas would be the type of fan, like, wait a minute. He was married to Jackie Gator back in December 2005. This isn't right. No, that's bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, the November 26th impact was uh, good news for TNA. Stop. I'm ignoring you now. Uh, The November 26th impact was good news for TNA as they were back to their normal 0.8 level and 972,000 viewers, both figures slightly above their average. Of course, the prior two weeks were down with the 1119 rating alarmingly low at 0.6 and 618,000 viewers. TNA's average viewer is about 35, while Velocity's average view uh, in the same slot was 41. Raw is closer to about 36. TNA's audience breakdown is 72% male and 28% female, a stronger male skew than WWE. As compared with Velocity, overall viewership is up 58%, but women are down. 
and males 18 to 34 have well more than doubled. So, so there's some rating talk for you. So yeah, rating talk. This is something I love because uh, if this was Eric Bischoff, he would be touting those numbers as see, see, we were doing 970,000 back in 2005, where he's neglecting to mention is at the uh, level of competition uh, and other options that you have in 2005 are significantly less. Well, that's what I always that's what I always say to people, dude. Is like less people are watching like regular TV in general. So the fact that fucking AEW or WWE gets a certain amount of viewers means like nothing to me. Right. Because do you think that when I'm watching anything for that matter on my now sling TV? That it's truly counting against who's watching? No, it's fucking not. Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's why, dude. I hate, I hate rating talk. It's interesting to look back on in a historic perspective with what we're watching, so I don't mind it. But like, if I'm scrolling on Twitter, dude, and it's like AEW, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, dude, I do not care. I have. I like, I like the, I I like the graphs. I think those are kind of fun to look at, but like, yeah, but. There was, there's never been a time. Actually, that's a lie. There was one time where I was watching a show and I was like, I really hope that me watching makes a difference. <laughs> and that show is the January 4th, 2010 impact where I was like, baby, let's make this the Monday night worse. And then the next day I look at the fucking ratings and they got like a 0. 0.6. And I was like, fuck. And then I looked at, because it was the same day that Bret Hart came back. And yeah, I was the Bret Hart one, and he like, got like a five or whatever. And I was like, "Shit, this is not happening. <laughs> There's no fucking way," because there were so many things that happened on that show. I would have to watch it probably six times over to even remember all the people that came and all the bullshit, whatever. I remember that. Okay, so I also watched Impact. <laughs> we're part of that, so, like point six so, or whatever. Like. Surprise, surprise! I watched yeah. the Impact over Sean and Brad hugging in the ring. <laughs> Right. I I definitely okay. went back and I went at the end. I was I definitely tuned into the Brett thing. I feel like I watched part of it, but I definitely remember watching Impact. Um, yeah. because I remember I could I could almost lay out lay out that whole show for you. I think I remember most of it. But the Impact one? Oh yeah, dude! It was like it started in the ring, dude. We got Hogan and Bischoff, and then like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and X Pac all came out. I remember freaking Sean yeah, Morley like was there. I remember. Oh, Bischoff rips up the script, right? That's on that impact, I think. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's the one where he rips the script up and like throws it. And it's like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, freaking Val Venus, Sean Morley was there. Uh, I remember I remember the Nasty Boys did something backstage, like attacking the Dudleys or something like that. Team 3D, if I remember correctly. Um, so I I remember I remember probably too much of that show. I remember that there was a list of people that made their debut, and by list I don't mean two or three. It was a list of like I think I missed that one. Where did they come in? And then you have to go back and watch it. It's a fascinating um, yeah. show. I love but my main point, what I'm trying to get at here, is like I've never watched Dynamite. And then the next day, I looked at the ratings and then been like, oh, damn, that sucks. I didn't make well, it. They, they only got 840,000 uh, viewers today. Shoot. Or like when they were going head to head against NXT, 
I do not care who wins that. Couldn't care. Couldn't care. Any oh. less. Dude, well, it's a good did, show. It's a good show. They did the Steel Asylum. I rem- okay, see, I'm remembering yeah. this now. Yeah, and then Jeff Hardy came yeah. out. At, and then Jeff Hardy came out at the end. Right. And like sat on top of it. Oh, dude. Yeah. See, I always thought the so, January 4th show was when RVD debuted too, but it's not. No. I always thought that was the one too, but yeah, it's not. Wow, this is wild. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you guys, tell you guys right now. If the if if we make it, th- that might be our last episode. <laughs> so here's the thing: we we have had a a a soft idea of when the, uh, the TNA Crossline podcast, in terms of like every episode, concluding. And it might be that one. <laughs> it might be that one, just for the sense of as longtime TNA fans or followers, whatever, you would definitely tune in to that January 4th show to see what's going on. Because that concludes the like Jarrett era of TNA that we've been watching. Oh, yeah. the Jarrett led era, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think so. Um, it's a pretty interesting time. Now, believe it or not, one of my friends, uh, that episode got him back into wrestling. Yeah, those are the type of people you can't trust. No, he's got he's he's good. He's a good guy. You might have some underlining uh, medical issues mentally if that got you back into wrestling. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Anyways, let's move on to more notes before Bob gets mean. I got two more notes for you. Does he listen to this podcast? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I hope he doesn't, because I've yet to meet him, and I don't want my first impression to be, um, this guy thinks I have a head injury. Jeez. Oh my god. I was just talking to um, a work friend, and I said, "Yeah, my, uh, you know, I gotta go. I gotta go record with Bob the podcast." And he's like, "Oh, I was in. I was in the company of uh, a famous person the other day. I didn't even know that Bob was your co-host." What? Yeah, my 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 friend from work is didn't know that you were the co-host of the show. Uh, he, when was he in the company of me? At the Halloween party. Anyway, Dallas. People know who you are. I'm just hang saying. on a minute. Hang on a minute. Yep. This guy that is a wrestling fan that I've yet to meet. No, not that one. Not that one. No, this is so was it the Halloween party? No, he wasn't there. So then who the fuck was at the Halloween party? My friend Connor. But he's not a wrestling fan. No. Okay, so you're saying. But he has, but he has listened to the podcast. So Connor, oh, he has. Listening, you're listening to the December third. There's no way. Episode. Shout out he to probably, you, especially probably, 20, 22 and a half minutes in. Yeah, there's no way he probably checked it out to see what it sounded like, and he's like, I have no idea what they're talking about, and I'm gonna peace out. There's more people at work who listen. I'm just saying. That is alarming. Why? Some people listen to, like, I think they like the intro. That's <laughs> it? They only I listen think. to the first 30 seconds of the show? I think. And then they hear me saying, and hey, we're back, and they're just like, oh, we're done. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I like the music. And then I have other people who are like, if you want to listen to Dallas talk about wrestling for three hours. And I was like, no, we don't do three hours anymore, guys. No. Those are the old ones. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um. Frank Dickerson has been replaced as the CEO of TNA Wrestling on November 29th. Uh, so take that for what you will. We don't know how well, Bobby, you know Frank, 
but um, Dave says we don't have any more details on it, but the feeling about the change is that it is not for the best. Most wrestlers and personnel we have spoken with were very high on Dickerson, uh, who made a major effort to learn as much about wrestling as he could in a short amount of time. Plus, he was involved in the meetings that get, uh, garnered the Spike TV deal. The feeling is, whomever is put on the spot would have to start at square one when it comes to product knowledge, and in this business, that isn't good at all. Dickerson had a negotiating style of talent where they would ask for raises, and he would not be able to, or he would was able to talk them out of the raises, and the talent would still leave the meeting liking him, which is not easy. So it seems like a great guy. So you're telling me that wrestlers would go up to him, <laughs> or they'd be in a meeting about getting a raise, and he'd be like, "No, no, you don't want that." And the talent would then leave feeling better about themselves. Apparently. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a, that's an amazing skill. No, 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 dude. You don't want an extra 20%. No. Trust me on this. You don't. AJ, you don't want an additional $400. Just take that crazy German suplex off the railing at your current rate. You're going to feel real good about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have one final note for you. And it's we appreciate involved. everything you do, but not in the sense of here's more money. Yeah. <laughs> How about a pat yeah. on the back? Okay. Not everybody can get that. Anybody can get another $400. But what if I just pat you on the back? I don't do that for anybody. But I'll do it for you. It's how the real world works, Bob. Right. Pizza party. <laughs> for real, though. Yeah. Um, this note actually involves, uh, it's, it's kind of relating to the taping that we're about to watch today. Um, so there was an issue this past week involving Team 3D. Um, they were scheduled as major parts of the November 29th taping. However, the booking committee didn't get word until, that's right, the day before, November 28th, that they were in Japan for the Real World Tag League. Um, there was a major miscommunication on the issue. They went to Japan and worked the big All Japan event on November 19th, as well as Kirk Ren Hall uh, for the opening of the tournament on November 20th. Uh, Team 3D was said to have been told by TNA officials that they were needed on the taping, but given an November 22nd date. So they left Japan at the start of the tournament. One report not confirmed was that they actually went to Orlando and the building on November 22nd and found nobody there. Uh, All Japan expected them back to finish up the tour on November 29th. Uh, one person close to them told us at press time they had already left for Japan and wouldn't be back for 10 days. All of the last show before press time in the tournament on November 29th, they had not yet arrived for. And they were expected to be at the show on November 30th in Japan. <laughs> so, a little messy. Not great. Yeah, so you're you're saying that they went to the impact zone and no one was there yeah <laughs> davis is not confirmed <laughs> but kind of seems not like confirmed you bubba dudley fucking called up dave Meltzer real quick and was like bro there's <laughs> nobody fucking here you won't believe this bullshit can you believe that the number two wrestling promotion in north america no one's fucking here. They don't even bother to tell us. Unreal. That's exactly what happened. It's unreal. That's hilarious. 
Yeah. No uh, one Bob, there. So uh, just so you know, Bob, uh, that is my final note before the show, but that is also my final note for today's episode. So that's all I got for There's you. no notes during the show. There's no notes during the show. That's it. Wow. That sucks. We're going to enjoy the fuck out of this episode of Impact, dude. You better have some good indie notes. Uh, by the looks of it, I don't have a whole lot of that either. So, uh, all right, let's get into the December 3rd, 2005 edition of Impact. Of course, remember, if you want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus or find your own personal collection. And let's get ready to watch the televised debut, the Clockwork Orange House of Fun. I count down from three, and when I say play, that is when the watch along begins. Three, two, one. This is TNA. Uh, Bob, during this taping, though, there was, uh, of course, explosion matches taped. So I guess as we get our intro. Oh, just kidding. Hold on. You do have notes. Earlier today. Don West talking about the House of Fun match. And here comes Samoa Joe, who pushed him out of the way. But you're not scheduled to be here tonight. He says, can I ask you a question? Why are you here? Oh, he's got AJ taped on his Mm -hmm. wrist. What? Holy, holy shit. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Spike TVD. Impact. Next Thursday night. Hold on a second. Chicago White Sox. Oh my God. Dude, what in the heck just happened? We're starting off Impact. Not not expecting that. Bobby Heenan uh, just made his debut. And yeah. we're on Thursday next week. But we're not. It's going to come out Sunday still. But Impact's on Thursday. Why in the fuck? Well, I was Whoa. Nice. And something about white socks. Heenan's wearing white socks or something like that, they're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because, like, the sports team? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Um, anyways, I was about to try to he tell you He had to relieve his pitcher. I believe that's his penis. <laughs> I did not get that. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. Uh, let me tell you about hey, that tube is gone. Now they just have a weird TV screen next that to the logo. TV, yeah. It looks like it's like the 2002 TNA logo in that screen. It looked really weird, didn't it? Yeah. Um, P.D. Williams is coming out right now, and actually, he taped an explosion match that I've been trying to spit out since the show started here, but. Um, it aired on uh, December 9th, 2005. So believe it or not, it actually airs after the next episode of Impact. Uh, Team Canada's Eric Young and P.D. Williams defeated Lance Hoyt and Sanjay Dutt. Interesting. And Lance Hoyt is not really doing anything. Austin Aries, competitor number two. So this, this is just a multi-man single... match. I think it's four. Oh, Okay. I might as well get this freaking new notes out of the way. Petey Williams. Let's see here. Uh, all right. So on November 27th, Petey uh, Williams challenged John McChesney for the IWC Super Indy Championship and lost. Oh, uh, my God. Bob, hold on one second. Do you see what Alex Shelley's coming out with? Ladies and gentlemen, that is a uh, camera. And a tripod. 
He's setting it up. Oh, man. He likes to study videotapes from around the world. So he's taking yeah, his know match. what that is, folks. We know what that is. Oh, we know what that is. We know what that is. <laughs> That's right, baby. We, and here comes Chris Saban. we are not done. Oh, oh, man, hey. I've been waiting to see when that starts. Okay, cool. Everyone's here. So Bob, sorry. Chris Saban. I had to point out that. Yeah, yeah. I think I've I think I mentioned this one already, but um Chris Saban lost to Samoa Joe on that same IWC show uh in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Um Alex Shelley, uh competed in a steel cage warfare which is basically war games teaming up with abyss jimmy raven prince nana losing to austin aries jack evans matt Sedell, and roderick strong also known as generation next that was in new york city new york uh, and that's your indie notes for the match nice starts off with some uh atomic drops and drop kicks Austin Aries and Chris Saban knocked out P.D. Williams and Alex Shelley, and now they're going one-on-one. It is first pinfall or submission they already announced. Double suicide dives. Stereo suicide dive. I don't think you understand how... I don't think you understand how hyped I am. He just came out with a video camera right now. Well, I like how Tanae is playing it up as if he likes to essentially record his matches and then watch them back. Maybe that is the intent. He's a student of, of the That's game. Not what's going to happen with that. No, it's not. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Pendulum elbow here by Aries. Yeah, he hits it on Petey Williams. Did you see that Austin Aries did an interview where he was like he regrets how it ended with uh, Impact, and he would like to maybe someday uh, go back. So I didn't see exactly that line, but what I did see is that he's like, "Hey, that spot that me and um, John Hennigan did, Johnny Impact, it was planned." And if you watch it live, if that was truly planned, holy shit, did they do a good job. What, him walking out? Yeah, the whole, like, no-sell and walkout and everything. Because he hits the Starship Pain, Jenny Impact, on Ares, pins him, and immediately Ares gets up and walks out, like, pissed off. Yeah. Mike Tanay just said that I think next week they're going to celebrate their Chicago White Sox, the World Series champions. I don't know why they would do that. They haven't <laughs> done that for any other World Series winner. In Orlando. Yeah. Well, this is actually, you know what's actually really interesting about that is we we were trying to do more sports stuff um, on FSN. It made sense, right? Because it's a sports channel. Yeah. Now who gives a shit? Right. Are we going to bring I, out I don't um, even know, the NASCAR guys again, too? Like, yeah, I don't even know what. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why. I'm, there's got to be a baseball player or something that's a big wrestling guy. Yeah, fucking Bobby Heenan. Whoa. Holy I'm, shit. What a freaking kick by Alex Shelley. That was nice. That was nice. Oh, total nonstop Alex. And now he puts in. Uh... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kelly. this is what this is the divas doing like 2003. Yeah, dude. Kelly Kelly's doing that shit. No. Kelly Kelly did that. Yeah. yeah. You put the head between the legs, turn over and smashed your head into the mat. Yeah. I remember doing like, that in the video. Like game. Jazz would Jazz will do that to one of the pretty girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
No, but he, so I remember I was listening to a podcast and um, it was a Ring of Honor one. I can't remember the, which one it was. But this is Aries you're it, talking about? This is for Shelly. Oh, for Shelly. Okay. Yeah. And I've mentioned it before, but when he just did that total nonstop, Alex. Yeah. Thing, that's the embassy. On, oh, yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. 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 And he, and I guess Shelly really liked doing it. Like the fan that was on the podcast was like, yeah, if you go to a Ring of Honor show, he's doing it constantly because he just likes it. So now he's incorporated it. Clearly, just like the ta- he likes doing the taunt. He likes this is the embassy arm taunt. Him and Jimmy Rave and all that. This is the taunt. Putting a uh-huh. you know praying signal over your head. Over your head, yeah. Yeah. He just likes to do it. I wonder. Now I need to watch. Does he still do it? I don't know. He might. Now I'm freaking wondering, dude. I, I just watched I some Alex Shelley stuff today. I think I watched it. I was trying to catch up on Impact during work. Watch and work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he wasn't on one of the shows, but... Dude, some of these... I love Impact so much. I have, I always do. Uh, but when they have a show that like, looks I, like it's taped like a house show, it's very difficult for me to watch it. Yeah. I admire your uh, dedication and, and love for a wrestling company. I, I can't do it. Shelly, or sorry, um, Saban is clearing house and he takes up Shelly, drives him down to the mat. Well, I feel like Alex Shelly's going to win this match. I sort of do because the I feel like that camera thing isn't just a random thing here. I feel like that's we're leading to something. Well, we know yeah, they are, but I feel like you don't just introduce oh. it and then have it lose. Oh, here like, we is go. He's gonna Watch. hit somebody with the tripod. Yep, or he sure is. Shelly, or sorry, Aries just knocked Shelly out to the mat. He's near that. Austin Aries going for the brainbuster. Going to try and again, but uh, PD breaks out. Canadian destroyer nails it. Here comes Sabin. Drop kick to the back of the head. Going for the cradle shock. Now remember, these guys both know how to counter the moves, but it doesn't matter. It gets hit. And it's a three by Sabin, right, so well, we were wrong, but they lost. Dang it! I guess Sabin's a fine uh, second option. The Morphoplex move of the night. I wish the Morphoplex logo just had also like Larry Sabisco's mug right on the bottom right corner of it. <laughs> of course, Raven's house of fun. Is still to come tonight. And up next, Monster Abyss in action. Oh, fucking A. Terry Taylor's back uh, to an interview backstage with America's Most Wanted. Oh, Harris slammed down on the seat. What, are you going to break our furniture? Oh, they're watching the funeral. <laughs> Terry's like, he's saying that it's disrespectful to watch the funeral for Team 3D as if Team 3D is in fact dead. That's so, 
That is so funny, dude. Team 2-3, you're obviously too stupid to figure out what you should have done is stay out of TNA. Oh, they're going to beat him at their own game. James Storm says, we call our shots. You may have invented the tables, man, but we're going to end it. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, Tate tried to sneak a beer, but uh, James Storm yeah. caught him, handed it to Harris. Sorry about your damn lung. Clink, turn up the, turn it up. Sorry. We want to hear the funeral more. Damn. <laughs> I like that they were watching their funeral segment back. <laughs> and here comes Abyss. Wow. I don't have any any notes for Abyss, so. And I don't have any for Raven either. So uh, there you go. Oh, so we're almost in the clear. Yeah. Pretty much. Now, what are the odds of uh, Sabu coming out with barbed wire? Are you going to say 100% or what? Oh, yeah. I mean, 1,000%. Yeah. Hey. Whoa. Kenny King. His debut here in TNA as well. I think this is after Tough Enough. I didn't know he was in Tough Enough. What? You didn't know Kenny King was on Tough Enough? I don't I don't know if I did. You had to have. Oh, maybe. He was on The Bachelorette as well. Not at this time. Okay, that I knew. I did know that. And I believe he left because of his, because of his daughter, but also because he was going to lose. Bachelorette or Tough Enough? Bachelorette. Oh, okay. He left then. Oh, oh wow. Shit. This is a Abyss few just... years after Tough Enough. He was in Tough Enough 2002. Whoa. No, I don't know if I knew that then. Huh. He just got taken out with a massive big boot by Abyss, who taunts. He's about to splash him in the corner. Boom. Making a Kenny King sandwich in the in the corner there. First ever Barboy Massacre taking place at Turning Point. The monster to face Sabu. King is 42 years old now. Oh, Kenny King gets hit with the boom shock treatment. Yeah, that should do it. <clears throat> and usually he hits a black hole slam after that. And with the pause, I'm assuming that it's going to happen. Am I Mike tonight? Am I, I Mike tonight? He I, just said. I it. think you're telling Tene what to say. I'm in his ear. I'm pretty. I'm almost certain that's what you're doing. Here we go. Off the ropes, comes back, and Whoa. there it is. And Boom. And he somehow lands him perfectly to face the hard camera as he takes the cover. It's as if it's all planned or something. I don't know, dude. That's pretty good. Okay, well, Kenny King did not have an impressive debut. However, he did make a debut. Well, he did make, he did have a, he did take an impressive beating. He did. So. James Mitchell's going to be talking uh, after this yeah. commercial break. 
Great. Rhymes. I can't wait for rhymes for me. I don't know what he's going to talk about. Oh, wait. Primetime episode of TNA Impact. This must be our Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, 10 p.m. Is 10 huh. considered primetime still? Now we're getting a turning point uh, highlight thing. It's a pay-per-view promotional video. Correct. Samoa Joe, Styles, Team 3D, AMW, and Rhino and Jarrett featured here. Plus, first time ever, Abyss versus Sabu. December 11th. All right. Sabu, wherever you're hiding, I would strongly suggest that you pay attention to what I have to say what do you say? You subliterate monkey? Is that what he just called him? I, oh, it lights out, lights out. I don't know if he's a sub or just illiterate. Oh, illiterate. Okay, I was conf- I was like, what? The lights are out still. They're still out. I love how like James Mitchell's gonna say something, and then he just said Sabu essentially, and then here it is. There he what, is. What a great lights prompt. on. Music plays. Abyss kicks away the barbed wire chair. I'm surprised because he's scared of barbed wire. Oh, kicking the nuts by Sabu. Now notice Sabu's nose still taped up because it was busted recently. Yeah, he just got punched in the face. <laughs> oh my god. My nose is broken, so just punch me in my nose. Perfect. Another clubbing blow. Throws Sabu to the floor. And now we're fighting ringside here. Slam Sabu against the steel steps. Is that natural shirt that the guy has in the front row a legit shirt? I don't know. I was wondering that too, with the N on it. Yeah, that pink. I've N. never seen that before. I'm curious I've never if seen that's either. legit. I wonder if it's a Nexus shirt just five years early. Yeah, right. Throw Sabu into the. Oh, wait, there's another one, though. Okay, so they've either made those or they are. Actual natural shirts. Or do we think that they... Well, no. I was going to say, are they like merch table shirts? Like from like the naturals at like an indie show or something. But I don't know if that's a TNA shirt. They might have had their own shirt. But do you think mm-hmm. the TNA talent would be at these shows selling them? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe someday we can talk to Chase Stevens. Yeah, that'd be cool. We're fighting through the crowd now. We're now almost leaving the impact zone. I mean, we're going on the side of some bleachers. Curious where we're heading here. They probably don't even know. Security looks like they don't know what to do because a lot of fans are following. Right into the door, and the other door is open, so he didn't have to do that. And now, if you notice, this is the outside area where they enter into the Apex Zone. There's another natural There's shirt, There's another it's real. natural It's a real shirt. That's got to be a shirt. If you have that shirt in a size medium, send us a DM at Cross the Line team on Twitter. Wait, Abyss is scared of the chair. Abyss but... a barbed wire chair in Abyss. Is... Oh, he took it. He's fighting his fear. Oh, shit. He just hit Sebu over the head with that. Right, we just witnessed somebody overcome a fear. That's kind of cool. TNA. Oh, yeah, he's TNA. feeling good, dude. 
as you should. You know, it takes a lot of courage to get over if you're like that. Crowd is chaining one more time, but he's walking away. He looks like he's about to grab a guardrail. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Well, first he has to knock all of them over to grab one, or or is he just laying them all down? Okay, okay, he's just laying them down. Okay, that would have been funny if he just knocked. I was like, why? Why do we just knock every one of them down? So what is he gonna do? Is he just gonna slam them onto five things of guardrail? In that situation, oh, okay, choke slam. But wouldn't one still hurt just as much as five? Oh, yeah, but now there's five. Yeah, but you're only really landing at one. Oh, he gave him the chair again. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he's screwed. <gasps> wow. Well, we're getting uh, that rhino package again. I was in a public company. A big one. Public. Okay. So he's talking about, he's saying you can't, you know, public company, there's some things you can't do. I accepted my actions. I believe his actions was that he got in a fight with his wife in a hotel lobby and he threw like a a vase. And like, you can't do that. His life spinning in a downward spiral. Eight months ago, it was supposed to be the biggest night in wrestling, but it was the worst of his life. And that's WrestleMania weekend. Ex-wife walked out. Took his kid. Part of his heart. Oh, this is sad. Everybody okay, has how issues. Do we, okay. okay. Ugh, see, And I know we've seen this before. Look at today, Don West are watching it. Okay. But here's the thing. Wow. What an amazing story, Don. I don't know how I feel about making Rhino like a human like that. I like the man beast. I don't like that's what I'm saying. I don't like that I just felt compassion for Rhino right there. I feel like I just talked to Terry. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That was Terry. That was Terry. That wasn't Rhino. That wasn't Rhino, the man beast. That was Terry, whatever his last name is. Richard Gearin or whatever it's called. I don't even know his last name. Oh, wait a what second. a great transition! It's Christmas so poor season. Rhino, poor Rhino. <laughs> he should Don West. Okay. Don't be like Rhino's family and not have a family for Christmas. But uh, you can watch the TNA uh, videos here. You can buy this at Walmart nationwide. I did the three pack of DVDs, TNA DVDs, the, the anthology. That's the one, dude. Yeah. Victory Road, Turning Point, and go uh, <laughs> lockdown. Here comes Jarrett wearing a leather jacket. What the did he watch Grease recently oh. or something and he's figured he can just wear that he yelled Tanae get in the ring right now this is ridiculous I, I'm sick I'm completely sick this is ridiculous this is... okay so Jared's feeling like we did you tell me I didn't just see what I just saw I thought this was TNA Impact the hottest wrestling show in the world. You know what I feel like I'm on now? Dr. Phil. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Who did it? TNA management. They're really going for the sympathy mode. 
Dude. Look at You're trying to make Rhino the biggest baby face, the fan favorite. Holy shit, dude. TNA management made sure that Rhino's ex-wife walked out on him, took the kid. <laughs> See? There it is. Oh, he's talking about trash in the hotel lobby. Oh, shit. It's Rhino's fault that his old lady divorced him. Talking about taking his daughter. It's Rhino's fault. Rhino. Oh, they're chanting we want less. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Well, you know what's great is that they were like less talking, more wrestling, and then like that's not what's happening right now. We're getting talking. So, Bob, uh, as a quick side note, as Jared's rambling, I'm trying to look up that natural shirt and I cannot find it. It's got to be like a local thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, Jackie Yeda. Oh, they're saying that. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Tanae says, wait, 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 Jared, hold on. You're telling me you have no idea what was behind that slap in the face when Jackie paintbrushed you? Oh, do not go there. Oh, boy. I swear on my life. Oh, my God. He's going to crush today's voice box if he ever does that again. Wow. Oh, the flavor of the month next month is going to be Christian. And then the next month is going to be whatever they can dig up. At turning point, he's going to send Rhino back to the trailer park with a pack of cigarette in one hand and a 40 in the other. And the lights go out. Dallas probably doesn't know what a 40 is. That's a case of beer. I thought it was alcohol related, so I'm not dumb. Well, you said you thought you didn't know. That's pretty positive, okay? But here comes Christian. Now I'm looking up old America's most wanted stuff. You're looking up old America's most wanted stuff? Yeah, the natural America's most wanted. I'm, I'm trying to see what I can find here. I found a shirt, but it's a large, so I can't buy it. And a 2X for $200. You're not a size uh, large anymore? What the fuck? No. That's embarrassing. Oh, this is sick. I wonder if this is a, a promo signed back in the day. It's someone's name on it, so I won't buy it. But anyways, Christian's talking now. I was in the back while you're putting these people to sleep. Minding my own business. Yeah, Christian, he's funny. I couldn't help you but mention my name. 
You thought that I was the flavor of the month. He came out real fast from when Jared said he was the flavor of the month. Yeah. I'm Captain Charisma, you silly bastard. It's like this, Jeff. What? He's been in TNA for three weeks. Maybe a month. Oh. I'm bored of you. Thanks. I'm sick and tired of you whining, crying, pissing, moaning. Preach. What have you ever contributed to the success of TNA? Other than a bunch of broken guitars and bad haircuts. <laughs> I hate to tell you, Christian, but this is yet to be Jared's worst haircut. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what is it real bad? Or what, what's what I don't? Um... I don't like... I don't like current day. Like Jared's hair current day is like, ah, it's like, it's like the weird length when you're trying to grow your hair out. And it's like, why does it look like that? Um, but here in TNA, what, what? I mean. I'm thinking when he like kind of, it's known about him and Karen. That's what I'm thinking too. That initial, cause it's like a, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's how I roll. So he's coming for the title, basically is what he yeah, just said. Um, didn't think he's that not was the number one contender. Monty Brown is. Crowd, oh, he left, and Jared says, "Wait a minute, cut the music." Let me tell you something, Motormouth. Look, crowd's going nuts, dude. I'm going to give you two choices. You can roll your little carcass back down that tube where you belong and get your nose out of my business, or. On second thought, you can roll your little skirt on a carcass down that ramp, and I'll give you a taste of what he's going to give Rhino at turning point. And Christian sets on the microphone. Jared takes off his leather jacket that he wore for the first time in his whole career. And Christian says, nah. And he turns around. Oh, wait. Uh, he's going to run to that ring. Or no, is Rhino going to come in from behind? Oh. The camera's zoomed in real close then. Yeah. He's, oh, wait. Here he's comes Christian. Going. Nah, he's not coming. Because here comes Christian. It goes right after Christian as he gets into the ring. This is the first time these two are touching. I feel like I wouldn't have done this. Well, my issue with stuff like this is, like, to me, this means clearly this is the match people want to see now. So that means clearly Jeff Jarrett's going to beat Rhino. Right. That's yeah. why I don't like it. I Yeah, I agree with that. If Rhino got involved too and Christian was also kind of fighting him a little and like goes to hit the unprettier, Jarrett slips away though. But if this if, is this is TNA telling you this is what we think is our money match. I think it's kind of clear anyway, but wait. Oh, the Northern Lariat nice. by Bobby Roode from behind okay, taking out Rhino. Christian. Well, you know what? We did say this. We did say this could potentially be his first be opponent. Yeah. Who's the man? This is my house. 
Here comes Jackie Gata. Oh, Lord. She just pulled Jared off the apron. That's rude. You have no bit. Oh, my oh, God. Okay. She Shove just pushed her. her yeah, and then she just, she just slapped him. She almost fell over doing that one. Well, that's okay. The cameraman essentially caught her with the camera when he yeah. pushed her. Jared's getting quite aggressive with Jackie Gata. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I feel like Here's the AMW. longer I feel like the longer we don't get an explanation about Jackie Gata is proof that they have no idea what the story is. Right. It's like an instance of yeah, bring her in and we'll we'll figure it out. And then like they don't. Uh, AMW did not look thrilled about what was just happening with Jarrett, so they were kind of confronting him. It was very quick, of course, yeah. but three mega DVDs coming out soon, Bob. We're getting a commercial about that. Three. One though. Final resolution against all odds and destination acts. Oh wait, no, it's not three and one. It's probably all individual. Yeah, these are individual. Yeah, those are. At most retailers. Terry Taylor. Bob. Hey, Bob. He must have got that raise. Bob Armstrong. Oh my God, you're right. He got two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I appreciate you calling me a legend. He's here with the four life crew, Bullet Bob. And he took he took the one thing Terry Taylor needed, the microphone. So now Terry Taylor is useless there. <laughs> he's literally just sitting there nodding. Yeah, he's nothing. He's a he's providing nothing. <laughs> you would have thought that he's made it the five, the five life crew. Six with bullet. The six, yeah. Holy shit! Terry's actually like a proud father. Like, These are my kids. Yeah, we're doing good. He's talking really highly about the four life crew. And then BG James is doing a cosplay of American Badass Undertaker version uh, behind Bob Bomber now. He's been wrestling nearly half a century. He's seen him come and go. And you four guys are the ones. The chosen ones. You can rule if, and only if, you remember this old adage. United we stand, but divided we fall. Remember that always. If that ain't foreshadowing, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah, no fucking kidding. Don't listen to this, dude. Four Life Crew is going to face Team Canada at Turning Point, it sounded like. Oh, fuck me. Great. Um, Raven's coming out. And we're at 34 minutes and four seconds into today's show. In case you're another fucking Four Life Crew Team Canada match. Like, I need a hole in my head. Raven's wearing, like, a clown shirt. (laughs) Like, what? That's really random. He's also not wearing a skirt again. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, we're back to, like, ECW. Dallas, if I was the promoters or bookers of the of tna and i go hey man you're gonna drop the belt before spike but we got a big plan for you and that is an eventual showdown with larry sabisco he's the legend he's the legend what kind of this security is horrible (laughs) one guy is you mean that they have a there's an opening right to larry sabisco (laughs) well yeah but also like size wise Oh, yeah. The guy on the right-hand side, over Sabisco, on the right-hand side, is, you can tell he's getting ready to get punched in the face. 
Raven got mad as Zabisco took the mic. Give me that mic. Look at him. Look at him. He is bracing himself to get punched in the face. Already. He looks, he looks like he is. He, he knows it's coming. So Zabisco wants him to sign, of course. Uh, Raven said he'll... I kind of missed what he said. He'll... He, he's... Your girlfriend's going to like this man, he says. And Raven went right after him. So there's that mention of that girl again, Bob. Right. Who's Raven going to fight tonight? Yeah, as if it's not a hardcore match. Yeah, as if he also doesn't know who the opponents are. You're going to be begging me to sign this release sooner rather than later. I'll be right back. Don't go away. We're going to commercial break. And we will see who's facing Raven after that. Who's it going to be, Bob? Delta Slam? I can't believe it. Billy and what's the other guy's name? Billy? No, for the uh, Phi Delta Slam. Oh, shit. Um, Philly and something else. Oh, my God. What is their name? Oh, no, Bob. It they're, they're irrelevant. Simon uh, Diamond? Uh, Simon Diamond. Oh, uh, no. Hold on a second. It says the Diamond's in the rough. The whole trio. He... Oh, okay. So he teases it like... It's just Simon Diamond, okay. which kind of works on that ECW play. But no, David Young and Elix Skipper are also coming out. And so now, it's a three on one. Okay. So I thought Sabisco was going to be like, it's Simon Diamond and the rest of the Diamonds in the rough. But then he like wouldn't say their names, but he did say Elix Skipper and David Young. Because <laughs> if he didn't say their names, you would just be like, and the rest of them, because I don't care. Yeah. Geez, we haven't seen a House of Fun match in quite some time, Bob. Yeah, I mean, well, so one side I, has the game. Well, we saw it at Hard Justice, right? Yeah, I lied. I lied. Well, I forgot great. about the one with Waltman. Yeah. That one was pretty good. That was one of the better That ones. was good. But I feel like there's no weapons. Like, they're usually hanging up, aren't they? They are. They're hanging on the other side. You can't see them here. Okay, I was gonna, I didn't so we have the cage on one side because yeah. once they bring in the six-sided ring, they've added a cage um, section. Um, the other side of the ring has chains with weapons hanging, and of course, there's garbage cans full of trays, kendo sticks, yeah. etc. in the ring. I just didn't see the weapons hanging up. And uh, we got Simon Diamond. Oh, tried to crotch Raven around the post, but he countered it. But don't worry, the other two grab the legs. Oh, and they do it for him anyways. How do we feel about the three-on-one against Raven as his opponent here? Well, I know it's Raven's match. Uh, but if he wins, Diamonds in the rough. Regardless. They're cooked. They're done. But that tells you what they are. And that's just enhancement people. Right. Well, they put a, he, a, a scale in front of Raven's groin, and he's got a baseball bat. And David Young just smashed <laughs> him with the scale on his That's good. It broke it. He hit it. Yeah. Ooh, and it was on his crotch. Don't worry. Skipper has a crutch for him. He's going to give that to him so he can walk, and never mind. He smashes on his back. <laughs> he's going to hit him right over the back. Simon Diamond is setting up a table ringside. This is quite the beatdown. Yeah, no, they're using the crutch. They're helping him. But now Simon Diamond's going to 
Wait, he's on two crutches right now, dude. That's yeah. pretty funny. Another holding a trash can in front of his face. Skipper comes out the top and missile drop kicks the trash can into his head. Holy shit. Perfect. <laughs> going for the cover on Raven. Oh, but uh, Diamond lifts him up. I was going to say, gonna dude, lose. if he kicked out of all that, that's pretty impressive. They're going to lose now, though. Wait, Zabisco has handed the clipboard. Make him sign this. In his own blood? Is he bleeding? No, and he hits Alex Hipper in the head with the clipboard. But don't worry, David Young and Simon Diamond are just beating him down anyways. Hold it. What does he have? A pizza cutter. Who is he, Nick Gage? Oh, no, 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 I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, and a staple gun staple to the head? Gun. Dude. They are destroying Raven right now. I can't believe this. Holy shit, he's busted good. Yeah, I can tell you right now, Raven probably didn't need to do a blade job on that pizza cutter shot. Who's oh, thank oh. God. Cassidy I thought that was Riley. Balls Mahoney for a second. I was like, what oh the God. fuck is going on? He has been loyal to Raven, I'll tell you what, a lot longer than I expected him to. Props yeah, to Cassidy Riley. Props to Raven for allowing... Yeah, this guy to follow him around and be his friend, even though he doesn't want him to be. And here's one more for Simon Diamond with the kendo stick. Puts it between the legs. Oh, oh boy. Lifts him up, and don't worry, bam, oh. trash can to the back of the head. By Elix Skipper. And now uh, David Young and Elix Skipper pick up him slam him on the face boom raven hits both of them with a trash can all three of them now takes out skipper again another one for david young gushing blood is this where raven makes his comeback and wins splash to skipper He's splash to diamond bulldog and double or double bulldog and a clothesline takes i don't know what david young was doing well, Raven, did he hit Raven? Is that what just happened? Because Raven's down now. I think he, I think it is. Yeah. They got a steel chair. They lay it out. Now, Raven uses the steel chair for drop toe holds often. So is now, he just going to count this? At this point, you're probably wondering, Bob, how did you not see all those weapons uh, hanging? The way the camera was for a few minutes was not showing that at all. Like, I mean, it was you showing did, just this. You did miss them, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Zabisco watching on very closely. Ringside. Just sign the release, Raven. Oh, he spit it, Zabisco. And he Just screams, but don't worry. Trash can to the head. <laughs> By Simon Diamond. And, and why can't they just fire him? I don't understand. Oh, they tossed him out of the ring through that table. Ugh. Uh, Falls gone anywhere? Okay, I guess so, because he just got pinned by all three members of the Diamonds in the Rough ringside. Wow. Losing to his own match. Uh, I'm just kind of glad that Diamonds in the Rough actually won. Because I always felt like if it is a handicap match, especially three-on-one, you, you should be able to win. Look at this. We're ending Impact with Simon... Di oh, wait a second. Wait a second. 
holy shit, look at these knees. Samoa Joe's attacking AJ Styles backstage with some absolutely brutal knees, dude. I don't respect your code, and he slammed him against the some box. What, did you see those knees? Uh, I did. Wow. That, that one I did not miss. Wow. In the end impact. Wow. I don't respect your code. That should be the uh, title for the show episode. That's a good one. Because um, if it wasn't, because first... if that wasn't the uh, title, I know what you were gonna do. The probably the Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. <laughs> so lame. It's kind of basic. We've done that before, so you're probably right. I'll tell you right now. When I go to do this episode, I will probably forget that. Yes, you will. One hundred percent. In fact, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if we've posted the episode yet, but there's one. One of these last few episodes we did, we definitely talked about a title during the show. Mm-hmm. And I are, I do not remember what it was. Oh, yeah, of course not. If you remember, let me know. But No, I don't. I don't know. I, I do remember us talking like, oh, that's the title of the episode. And then, of course. Damn it. Oh, that's going to drive me absolutely nuts oh, now. Man. Well, anyways, Bob, what do you think about that episode of Impact? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say... I'm gonna say a thumbs up. It's a. I'm gonna. It's one of those slight thumbs up <clears throat> because. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't say it's a bad show. If uh, if Raven had won, actually won that main event, I probably would have said bad. Um, I mean, I don't know how he could have. He literally just got destroyed. Yeah, he needed. Yeah, that's a good loss there. But kind of what you were saying with uh, Christian Jarrett, that segment to the viewer is telling me as the viewer that Rhino is not winning. And I know. And that sucks because it's like, well, then why are we even doing that? Exactly. You're diminishing your pay view main event two weeks before it's taking place. Well, that could have been a, that would have been a really great segment for the impact right after. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. What's the difference if you do it now or in two weeks when it's after the pay-per-view? You don't have a main event to worry about. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one to me. Yeah, that's um, I think that's I think that's his poor placement. Um, but I mean, action-wise, it was you know fine, whatever. I mean, Abyss and Sabu yeah. with the constant brawling—that's kind of old, but uh, yeah. there wasn't anything horribly offensive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'd probably say a thumbs up, too, but I, it is one of those shows where it's like, it wasn't bad, but, like, I don't think there's anything, like, mind-blowing on today's yeah. episode. There's some, ex- I mean, there's some exciting things, but it's more, in hindsight, exciting, like, uh, Shelly with the camera. I am ready yeah. for Abyss and Sabu to be, like, done with this feud. I mean, I get they're both, like, the hardcore guys, but I'm kind of done with it. Uh, yeah. it's I been, like, what, being... every pay-per-view, dude? It feels like every pay-per-view. At least this one, there's a different stipulation. It's the first ever Barbara Massacre. So hopefully that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Barbara Massacre, that's got to be an indicator that we're wrapping it up. I have to assume. I honestly, like, off the top of my head, I don't know how much more Sabu we really got in the tank here in TNA, do you? Mm, Well, he's... It can't be too long because he uh, is part of the ECW oh, yeah. revival in WWE, and that's in June. 
Oh. Oh, 06. So that's all you need to know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the, the show. I did. I, yeah, I was going to say because he, yeah, he is in that whole situation. Yeah. That's actually so interesting. Like watching this and then knowing that he's about to go, like, the time frame. Beat you up John realize. Cena on Raw. Right. Yeah. You don't realize it's like so close. And then there's what's funny is that when Sabu does that with John Cena, there's people that do not know that he was just in TNA. They're doing like, like oh, I had matches. Since 19, yeah, since freaking 2000 in UCW. Huh. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yep. All right. Well, our next show is the. Uh, well, it's on a Thursday. It is on a Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the will... date and I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. Yeah, ours, our episode will still release on Sunday. So it'll be a couple minutes late, just like the last primetime special that we just uh, covered. But regardless, Impact's on Thursday again, primetime again. Even though I don't know if I really consider 10 o'clock primetime, but whatever. Okay, so we got a primetime special. And this is the go-home show before um, Turning Point. Correct. another one I just realized. So, primetime... Do we get Christian Cage in ring? I feel didn't we get something similar with like Rhino like right before they did do that with Rhino? So I think time, but it was still my gut would be like, I don't know, to me, save it, make you buy his first match in TNA and like make it fun. But yeah, I thought the same thing about Rhino, and then they literally had him have a banger match with Al or sorry, with Chris Sabin right before the pay per view. So I'm not going to be shocked, but. If they are doing it, they made a big mistake, if you ask me, by not announcing it on today's episode of Impact. Yeah. Hey, new night next week. for the, It's a special start time, Thursday, 10 p.m. By the way, Christian Cage in ring debut. I'd be like, oh, well, I can't miss that. Right. I gotta watch it. No, that's a really good point. But they didn't do that. No. So I guess we're uh, we'll have to find out next week, Bob. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for the go home show before turning point. So until then, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Gunn Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line podcast.